good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. How wonderful to have you joining us here on WBSM for a show that has really received so much praise from you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, your protectors, Ray and Peter Lance. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Phil. Let me see if I can use your same wonderful velvety voice tones, but... Good morning, Phil. It's a good pleasure morning. to see you. And good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Nice to see you. Peter, Our protectors. <laughs> well, anyway, good morning. Good morning. You want me to sing it? No, the important thing is that you're here. So let's jump right in, and I'd like to give you a, a moment of expression from one of my favorite guys, Benjamin Franklin. And tell me who has not heard this expression... And um, how many people have heard this and never realized where it came from? God helps those who help themselves. I have, and I didn't know Ben Franklin That originated. came from Ben Franklin. Very interesting. Did you know that, Peter? I did not. Mm-hmm. God helps those who help themselves. And then we'll give you a quotation from uh, one of our famous Greek philosophers. Oh, how <laughs> Let's see if I can read this to you carefully now. When men speak ill of thee, live so as nobody may believe them. Mm, I think that could be Plato. That was Plato indeed. Yeah, it He's sounds like Plato. really well. He was he was more of a a man of wisdom, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, so he was. When men speak ill of thee, live so as nobody may believe them. How wonderful. It was live appropriately. Yeah. So we owe much to the Greeks, great philosophers. Greek food, ah, and um, they they did good offer history. yeah they offered a seed for civilization that we're still growing on yes mm-hmm. and many people don't realize that well today we're going to plant some seeds also uh, speaking of civilization and we're going to talk about the subject of life insurance it's not your father's life insurance anymore you know when you think of life insurance or you hear the word life insurance. Most people tend to run. They don't want to learn about life insurance. Or they think, oh my gosh, there's a call on the telephone from somebody talking about life insurance. Although we don't get too many phone calls anymore no. about those kinds of things at home. But life insurance is not just about having a death benefit. It's about so much more. And we're going to talk about how you use it in business, how you can use it for college planning, what happens if you have an older life insurance policy? Should you look at it? Are you still paying premiums? Maybe you don't need to pay premiums if you are. And so many, many more examples. I had somebody who was in my office just a few weeks ago as an example, and they said they had a life insurance policy, and I took a look at it. And it was an accidental death policy that was costing $30 a month, $360 a year, and it only paid off a benefit, which wasn't that great, if the person died accidentally. Oh my. Well, you might as well go to Foxwoods and see if you're going to win at I the slot it. machines because the odds of that happening are very remote. So that kind of insurance is not really what we consider to be life insurance. It's accidental death insurance. And long story short, this particular person had a fairly tight budget, and I said, you don't really need to spend $30 a month you could take that $30 a month instead and perhaps put it into a savings account or a retirement plan. And that's what he did. We actually called up the company together 
and asked them to stop taking the money automatically out of his checking account every month, which, you know, you don't even think about when that happens. Right. And unfortunately, the next week he was uh, hit by a bus. <laughs> no. No, Peter, come on now. <laughs> nice I'm try. only kidding. Nice try. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true. Uh, today, uh, Today's life insurance is not... You know, your father's or my father's life insurance, it's drastically different. Uh, it continues to evolve, and it's much different than what people think of. People think of life insurance, and they automatically want to tune out either because they find that it is boring or because uh, they think that somebody's trying to sell them something. But it's much different and much more exciting than uh, people believe it to be. Uh, it, it's one of the best financial tools that you can use. Uh, it not only protects your family— um, but it can also uh, build up a lot of cash value and have, uh, as my father said, some really good implications for college funding, uh, for uh, really good tax benefits. There's just all kinds of reasons. And as I said, it's constantly evolving. We um, met with people this past week who talked to us about some uh, more changes to life insurance, and we're constantly learning, learning, learning about uh, life insurance and, and, has, and how it's changing. Uh, and one other point, just to reiterate, um, hope I'm not sounding like a broken record, is uh, that today's life insurance is usually uh, cheaper than when it was, especially if you bought it 20 years ago. And the reason for that is because uh, people are living longer and all of the great advances that we have with uh, health care and with medicine. People are just, quite frankly, living longer. So... Uh, what you paid for your health insurance or the benefit that you received from your health ins- uh, from your life insurance uh, 20 years ago, you can now get uh, the same for either less money for the most part or a higher benefit uh, for the same amount of money. So it's it's much different than than what people believe it to be. Interesting. And um, let's remind people first of all, Peter, as we get started about what it is that we do at USA Wealth Group. We believe in doing two primary things. Our primary mission is to protect families and to protect people's assets. And that's what we want to do. And life insurance is an important part of that. So even if you think that you have life insurance and you don't need anything else or you don't have life insurance and you don't care about the subject, listen in for a few minutes because I think you're going to learn something today that might be helpful and might allow you to rethink what life insurance is really all about. So, Peter, why don't you tell folks where we're located and what our phone number is and our website? Sure. We're just uh, about two miles north of the Dartmouth Mall on Fonts Corner Road, uh, right near the Vanity Fair outlets. 352 Fonts Corner Road, you'll see the American flag and Marine Corps flag flying out front. And our phone number is 508-998-8858. And uh, today, our topic, as we said, is life insurance. It's not your father's life insurance anymore. It's different today. And we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate your listening. You know, uh, Peter, every once in a while, and uh, Phil also, um, my clients will ask me what kind of life insurance is the best type. And I guess it's only human nature that most people regard life insurance as a necessity, but not something that they want to buy. And generally, they'd like to spend as little as possible in buying life insurance, and we understand that. One of the favorite questions is, well, I just want term insurance because that's the cheapest. But I can tell you how many people have had term insurance, and the end of the term comes, and then guess what? They don't have any more life insurance. 
So one of the first questions we like to ask sometimes is, well, do you only want to have life insurance for this very specific period of time, or do you want the insurance proceeds and the death benefit to be there when you die? And term insurance absolutely has its time and place, and and there is a a need for term insurance. Uh, Otherwise, it wouldn't be sold. It wouldn't still be around. But, uh, you know, it's it's really on a case-by-case basis, and every client's uh, is different and every uh, client's needs are different. Uh, the, 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 here's the thing with term insurance. It doesn't build any cash value. And basically, uh, just for example, say you buy a 20-year term policy, it's basically a gamble. And either way, you're going to lose because the, you're betting uh, that you're going to pass away before the end of the term. So you're betting that you're going to pass away before the end of the 20 years. And the life insurance is betting that you're going to live beyond the 20 years. So either you're gone and your family gets the money, which is a good thing, uh, or you live beyond the 20 years and you've paid into that policy for 20 years and end up with nothing. Um, but you're still alive. So it's it's a win-win-lose-lose situation, really. Mm-hmm. It's a gamble. And, and one interesting statistic about term life insurance is that less than 2% of all term insurance ever pays out. That is interesting. Two percent. And the reason is if it's a 10-year term and you live longer than 10 years, you're not going to have the insurance any longer. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes people will simply cancel it. But life insurance today is so much more than just uh, the death insurance that most people think about. And it can do much, much more. So sometimes when clients ask what kind of insurance is the best, we basically say it depends on what you want it to do. And that's just it. There's so many different types of insurance, and there's so many different uses for each type. It really depends on, again, a case-by-case and and what you're looking for this insurance to do uh, for you. The the, the most basic, as we just talked about, is uh, the most basic type of life insurance is called term insurance. And also also the most common. Right. It's the most common. Uh, It's it's the type of life insurance that maybe your employer might include in your benefits and – Sometimes it's paid monthly, sometimes it's paid yearly. Uh, it can also be quarterly or, or biannually, but basically it's something that you uh, pay every year and it's it basically passes uh, money on to your beneficiaries should you pass within that term period. It's, a, it's also another reason why uh, term insurance is um, less money and usually the premiums are very low now my father's looking at me saying that i'm talking a lot this morning usually well, he complains good. that i don't I talk it. enough i'm gonna just <laughs> i'm gonna just take a little break here Pete. But that's that's fine you're doing fine i, I love this i'm yeah. not gonna say another word and i'm gonna let you carry the rest of the show no 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 this is a dialogue <laughs> isn't it phil that's right Absolutely. no uh term insurance though is sometimes called pure insurance because it doesn't have any other feature other mm-hmm. than a death benefit so um what do you think about that, Pete? Come on now. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> well, anyway, if you have term insurance, and it's very appropriate for some people. Um, if you're newly married and you have young children and you really can't afford a lot more, then absolutely we'd rather see somebody with term insurance than no insurance at all. And it's a factor of what is your age and what is your health. That's what the cost is. Um, and the older you get, the cost goes up. Um, you know, one example, Peter, is that a 35-year-old person, perhaps buying $250,000 of term insurance, might only pay $145 a year. 
Um, but an older person, say 36, might pay $150 a year. And then it goes up a little bit every year, depending upon what age you are when you take it out. I hear crickets in the room. <laughs> what what um, about somebody who had term insurance for 20 years, let's say, bought it at I don't know, 25, 30 years of age, and now is later on in life looking at no insurance? Well, they could. It, that's, that's exactly what can happen. Uh, the good news is that the person is still alive. Uh, again, term insurance has its place. And uh, it can be very useful, uh, you know, if somebody is in their younger stages of life, uh, you know, late teens, early 20s, and they already have a child or are married, um, and they're concerned about what happens to them uh, if they're gone with uh, maybe funding for their, their child's education uh, or to support their spouse uh, should something happen to them. And yet they're not making as much as they will be making in their 30s and 40s and, you know, 50s when people really make the most amount uh, of, of money. Uh, they may not be able to or want to afford to pay for more than term insurance. So any, any insurance is very uh, helpful uh, to have, and, and we certainly recommend it. It's just uh, if you can afford it, we certainly recommend paying a little bit more to have uh, a permanent insurance that will always be there and have so many more uses for you. So term insurance is really the best choice for uh, clients who might have a temporary need for a death benefit. And as Peter right. said, if you have young children, if you want to make sure the parents are covered while the children are going through college and finish their education, it would be devastating on the family if something happened to a major breadwinner and suddenly there's not enough money and somebody has to drop out of college, for example. Right. So that's appropriate. And there's a kind of life insurance that has that death benefit that's guaranteed, but it also has a premium that is guaranteed never to go up. Uh, so as long as you pay the same level premium you know, for the rest of your life, your death benefit is also guaranteed. That's you know, no, more of like a typical whole life policy. Okay. Let me just mention a couple of the quick things on term insurance before we get off that subject. And I might have actually mentioned this once before. We have a, a client who is located on the vineyard with a fair number of real estate interests. So he had good assets, but no liquidity at all. And we had done planning for him and his wife and decided he decided that he would take out a million-dollar term life insurance policy. It was affordable. It was cheap. And he died just about two years ago, and he was under 60. And we had written the policy maybe eight years before his death. And what we discovered when he died is two things. First of all, it was unexpected. At roughly the age of 56, he developed ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. Dear God, yeah. Totally not foreseeable. Mm -hmm. And when he died, he still had a lot of real estate, but the real estate values had come down in, in value. And he had mortgages and no liquidity. And his wife was so grateful that he had had the foresight working with us to take out a $1 million term policy. And that basically was her major inheritance Surely. to support her for the rest of her mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So term insurance can definitely have its place. Yes. And it's uh, definitely a useful thing. And we do have some people who, you know, will get a 20-year term policy. And then after 20 years, we'll go ahead and get another 20-year term policy. Uh, the problem with that is that you're going to be paying much, much higher premiums for every time you go and, and get a new term policy, and it actually becomes more expensive to get a term policy later on than if you get a, a, a whole life, you know, universal life 
uh, policy earlier on. Your mm-hmm. premiums are actually going to be higher if, sure. if in the in the uh, long run at the end. But I want to mention two very specific tips about term life insurance. Also, if you do take out term life insurance, make sure it has a feature called convertibility, so that if you're have a 20-year term policy and then you're 15 years into this policy and suddenly you have some medical condition that you might not qualify for new insurance, you have the ability within the term policy to convert it to a permanent policy. And obviously the rates are going to go up, but at least you'll be able to have insurance. Whereas if you had just really basic term insurance with no conversion possibility, you're out of luck. You're just not going to have any insurance at all. The other question that I see sometimes is somebody will have a term policy, and let's again say it's 20 years, and they decide they'd like to have more insurance, and then this time they decide to buy permanent insurance, whole life, universal life. And the question always comes up, well, should I cancel my term policy and stop paying it? And we usually say, no, don't cancel the term policy. That's additional insurance benefit that you have if something happens to you during the balance of the term. And, and, again, it's, the, and it's quite affordable. Yeah, the term policies are, are usually quite affor- affordable. So just two good tips about term insurance. What about somebody in my uh, bracket, early 60s, yes, who uh, had term insurance. Right. It's now over. Mm-hmm. And I never got any other kind of insurance to uh, go forward with. What happens with uh, people in my situation? Well, that's a good question, and the first thing that we would say to you is that life insurance in general is not necessarily something that everybody needs to have. And the first rule that we always ask, the first question we ask is, do you have a need for life insurance? If you don't have a need for life insurance, then don't bother. But if you want to have more income for your wife as a survivor, then having some insurance can be a very good thing to do. Or if you're looking to, uh, you know, help out with your children uh, or your grandchildren for anything, then, you know, that might be something to consider. Again, every single person is a case-by-case, and we don't ever recommend, you know, a life insurance policy for somebody unless it's something that they need and that they want. Uh, So There's all kinds of reasons, and maybe that's a good thing to jump into, uh, what, what are the purposes of life insurance? What are the, what are the reasons for it? Uh, one thing is to provide income. So you provide income to your household, and you and your wife both have income coming in. Mm-hmm. But if suddenly your income wasn't there, maybe it would be helpful to have insurance to help take care of your wife. And, and that's what we look at, uh, again, with every single person. Uh, say you're concerned that uh, your father passed away at age 70, and therefore you think that you're only going to live another X amount of years, and you're concerned that your wife uh, will live to be 90 and only will have this Social Security or whatever to live off of, um, <clears throat> and you're concerned with saying, well, I need my wife to have X amount of dollars per for year um, if, until she lives until 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we would calculate how much that is and say, okay, then this is what we would recommend for you to have in, in terms of an amount for life insurance. Right. Um, and, and basically for your age, Phil, and I've known you for you know well over a year now, uh, you appear to be in good health. And uh, you know it's, it's basically as long as you're in even fairly decent health, it doesn't matter until you get to uh, you know 80 or a little bit above where it becomes... Uh, very expensive and and very difficult um, 
to, to get health insurance to get life insurance. But you can me. still do it. I've I've done insurance policies for even ninety year olds. Really? Yep. And and it is more costly at that age. You have to be insurable. You have to be healthy. One thing it might be useful to just jump into for a second, Pete, is the fact that um, there's a number of different ways to pay for life insurance. You can pay for it as a lump sum. Uh, there's some tax reasons why that's not always the best thing, because if you take the cash value out later and you borrow take money out, it can be income to you. Um, but insurance has some very important features, and it's, it's a unique asset in this country as far as the Internal Revenue Service is concerned. Life insurance proceeds received by a beneficiary are not income. Interesting. And a lot of people think, gee, I'm, I've just, my parent has just died. I've got $100,000. Right. Do I have to report that as income? No. It's, it's almost in the nature of a gift. So the person who gets life insurance proceeds um, does not have to report that as taxable income. How you pay for it, you can pay for it on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, an annual basis. And if you happen to come into, say, a small lump sum of money, and you just want to get it over with, one of the things you can do is you can take the lump sum of money, let's just say it's $10,000, and you can put it into something called a single premium insur- immediate annuity, a SPIA, single premium immediate annuity, and then have that pay out $1,000 a year for 10 years and have that go towards the life insurance policy. And there's important reasons to do that as well. Um, well, you don't the- violate the tax laws when you do that, mm-hmm. as an example. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, life insurance is is such a good tool in terms of the uh, tax benefits and uh, basically how your cash builds inside of the policy uh, when you're when you're not talking about a term policy, at least. Um, that the IRS basically put some rules in place that said you, you know you can't just front load the policy is what it's called when you just dump a bunch of cash into it because it's such a good investment vehicle. People were just dumping a ton of money into it. Now they require that you at least pay out the premiums over a minimum of seven years. Um, Otherwise, it's called a MEC, M-E-C, mm-hmm. Modified Endowment Contract, and it, it doesn't meet some of the basic requirements for life insurance and therefore money coming out of it. If you're just taking money out before you die, it's uh, sometimes ordinary income. And a MEC might be fine if uh, you know there's a, there's a 100% guarantee that you're never going to want to borrow against it, um, uh, take any of the cash value out. Uh, but we normally don't recommend doing that. We normally recommend at least paying in uh, premiums for seven years. Let me ask you this. Um, would a regular insurance salesperson detail everything the way you are here on this program? Or do you need to find somebody who is in family planning who wants to protect the assets of the family? Well, it's a good question. And, you know, we would obviously argue that we want to look at your entire position And one of the things that we do is we tell people that just like periodically you should review your bank statements and your investment accounts if you have investments, periodically you should take a look at your life insurance policy. And after the the break, we're going to talk about that a little bit because sometimes we uncover value and can create more benefit for you. Mm -hmm. But as a general proposition, um, you have to look at somebody's budget. You have to look at their overall situation. You don't typically wake up one morning and say, I'd like to get a $100,000 life insurance policy. Or a life insurance salesperson shouldn't sit down with you and say, well, you really ought to have $200,000 policy. Mm -hmm. There needs to be 
reasons for what you are recommending. Surely. We want to know what somebody's total financial picture is. Mm-hmm. And um, again, we're, we're happy to provide information on life insurance in general, how you should own life insurance, some ideas about what if you're a smoker, mm-hmm. what if you have health issues, can you qualify for life insurance? And I'm here to tell you that even if you're a smoker or you have medical issues, you can usually qualify for life insurance. It may cost you a little bit more, right. and it's called a rating, but you can still qualify. So when we come back, Phil, we're going to talk about uh, the benefits of a policy review, and we're going to talk about types of policies other than just basic term policies. And there's lots of other things. Should you have insurance if you're young, if you're old? What if you want to provide for grandchildren's education? Could you do that through life insurance? What if you want to benefit your charity? This is one of the most usable, useful tools that people can can have to benefit themselves and their family. Life insurance. Because it's not your father's life insurance anymore. We're looking forward to those details straight ahead when we return with The Money Guys, your protectors, Ray and Peter Lance of USA Wealth Group. Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, your protectors, Ray and Peter Lance, as we talk about the need for health uh, and uh, rather not health insurance. Life insurance. Life insurance. And you notice it's not called death insurance. It's called life insurance because life insurance has many, many benefits that are available to help somebody even during their lifetime. I know that everybody's on the edge of their seat for the second half of the show. Um, I know that life insurance isn't always the most exciting thing to talk about, but as we've explained in the first half, this is not your father's life insurance. Uh, it's vastly different, and it is exciting if you actually uh, let us talk to you about it. Uh, we'll explain it in very simple terms and, and how it can help you uh, and your family. Uh, nobody really wants to talk about life insurance because they find that uh, it's boring or they don't want to think about their own mortality, but when uh, you really understand it and what it can do for you and your family, uh, it does become exciting. And we've had a lot of people who, after they have done uh, a life insurance policy, felt very relieved um, that it's there, that it's done, that they're doing something good and doing something positive. And I want to give a very important guarantee to you, Phil, and to anybody else that's listening, mm-hmm. if you take out a life insurance policy or if you do planning, financial planning, estate planning, it doesn't mean you're going to die right away. <laughs> right. And a lot of people are have that kind of a mentality. So our guarantee to you is that if you take out a life insurance policy, we guarantee that you're not going to die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it's about. And if not, then you know you can take that up with my father. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked a little bit about term insurance. Term insurance, which is called pure life insurance, provides essentially a guaranteed death benefit. There's another kind of insurance called a guaranteed universal life that also gives a guaranteed death benefit. That's permanent insurance. It's a little bit more costly than term insurance. 
Um, but in the end, when you're older, it's going to cost you much less because you start out at a younger age with a slightly higher amount, and it's basically level over the term of your lifetime. And a lot, a lot of times that kind of insurance, guaranteed universal life, is used if you simply need life insurance to pay estate taxes or sometimes for business planning if you have a partner you need to buy out. And um, it can also be used for legacy planning. This doesn't apply to everybody listening, but I'm going to tell you that if you have some spare income that you can put towards life insurance, you're going to create a much greater estate for your family who comes behind. Well, um, I mean, think about it. We've seen so many people walk in our door who have money in uh, a CD right now or just in a a money market account or even in a savings account, Uh, and you're earning half a percent at most mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. uh you know and and when and you're also paying taxes on that every year if it's you know in a cd uh so it's not growing tax deferred if you put it into something like a life insurance policy not only is it growing tax deferred you have a much larger uh output if you will at the end uh you're doing a lot more for yourself and for your, and it also pays tax free mm-hmm. when it does pay out um, it's just such a smarter uh, approach uh, than just leaving large amounts of money in a CD or, or uh, in a money market account. So let's talk quickly uh, about permanent insurance. Um, guaranteed universal life, uh, universal life, index life insurance, variable life insurance. Uh, life insurance of those kinds of policies does two things. One, there's a death benefit. We know what that means. That's fairly simple. Two, it has an investment value, the ability to earn income. It has a savings feature to it. It creates something called cash value, um, which is basically designed to help you accumulate money for some future goal. It can be used for college savings, for retirement income. And it sounds not logical sometimes. You think of life insurance that you want to pay something on as little as possible towards, but it's a great way to accumulate money as well. And um, if you pay more money than what you need to actually pay the cost of the death benefit, then the surplus money that you're paying can accumulate, can earn interest. It's earning interest on a tax-deferred basis because you don't have to pay income taxes on that money while it's accumulating. And not only that, but uh, as we talked about, it can also help uh, fund college uh, educations. And, you know, a lot of people think about Life insurance on children, well, that doesn't make sense, or, well, that sounds weird. I have life insurance on, I don't have any on my new daughter yet. She's only three months old, need to do that, but I do have life insurance on my other children. And we have clients who have either done that for their own children or for their grandchildren because it's much more cost-effective to do it at a very young age, and by the time that child or grandchild reaches uh, you know, college age, uh, should they choose to go to college, you can take out a loan against the cash value. And the tax benefits to doing it that way are, are much greater. Uh, and not only that, but also 529 plans aren't earning a whole lot. Uh, and you have to declare that on your financial aid form. You don't have to do that when it's inside of a life insurance policy. So there's just so many more benefits um, for college funding inside of a life insurance policy. Yep. And the reason is, is primarily taxation. 
life insurance works uh, particularly well for either retirement or college savings uh, because as the cash value builds, as I said, it's growing tax-deferred. And you might have made some investments in the past where you have to pay taxes if you had any gains. But life insurance uh, can grow cash inside the policy that is not subject to taxes. It's tax-deferred. And if uh, you have a 529 plan set up and you're pumping money into that and your child decides not to go to college, then there may be some uh, penalties for taking that money out if it's not used for educational purposes. Uh, whereas if it's inside of a life insurance policy, you know, it it's, it's, doesn't matter. It's a win-win. So just to summarize that rule uh, very quickly, when you take money out of the life insurance policy, especially, obviously, if you're taking that as a loan, it's not subject to income tax. It's not subject to capital gains tax. And that's, it's growing that, tax-deferred. Yep, that's that's uh, very important. So I want to just repeat that. As your money grows, you don't pay taxes on it each year. And when you take the money out, uh, you don't have to pay taxes on it at that time uh, either. The only thing is similar to that probably, Peter, is a Roth IRA. Um, and the difference is that with the Roth, um, at some point you're going to have had paid some taxes on the money before you donate the money into the Roth. But you can get the same benefit from a life insurance policy in terms of not having to pay income tax when you take the money out. But you're going to have the leveraging effect of the insurance. And you don't have to worry about limitations that you might on a Roth IRA account. Not only that, but you also don't have to pay that loan back if you don't want to. Uh, You know, it would be beneficial to do that, but you can do it over time. That way it will also assist in paying for your child's retirement Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't pay it back, it simply means that when that child, hopefully 80, 90 years from now, passes away, uh, the death benefit will only be reduced by the amount that was loaned out tax-free in the first place. So if, if anybody is interested in learning more about that, you know, get in touch with us at our office. Uh, call Peter or Ray at 508-998-8858. We can give you any number of reports about how life insurance is taxed, how you can save money on it. We can analyze your own uh, particular situation. And we can't ever guarantee an interest rate, and we're not allowed to talk about numbers or anything, but I can uh, sure tell you that the the interest rate that the policies that we're putting people into now are earning a whole heck of a lot more than a half a percent. Hmm. You know, Phil, we had some meetings recently with some folks uh, from John Hancock, and we've done a fair amount of business with that company over the years as well. And one of the kinds of insurance policies that's selling a lot uh, recently is a life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider attached to it. And what that means and how it works is this. You have a life insurance policy. So if you die, it pays out a death benefit. But if you become confined to a nursing home and you don't have a long-term care insurance policy, Because of the rider on this life policy, it will allow you to basically take out your death benefits early and apply it towards a nursing home cost. And typically that might add 6 or 8% to the cost of the life insurance premium. But now you've got life insurance for when you die. And if you go to the nursing home, you don't have to have a separate long-term care Mm -hmm. policy necessarily. And they both have their place. But it's uh, becoming very popular and it probably accounts for as much as a third of some of John Hancock's policies in certain areas. And we, we just think it's uh, really a nice idea. And if you have that kind of a policy also, 
and then somebody has to go to a nursing home in the family, what you might do is sit down with somebody like um, Attorney Tenny Lance, for example, do Medicaid planning, move all the assets out of your name, but now you've got a policy that's going to pay for part of your cost in the nursing home for the next five years. And it's a way of protecting the family and protecting all the other assets. Very good, yeah. But if you don't have to go to a nursing home, then the family's going to get the death benefit. You know, Pete, one of the most important things about life insurance is the ability to leverage. And um, sometimes, and again, it doesn't apply to everybody listening to this show at this time, but sometimes people have IRA accounts. And we've seen people complain that they don't like the fact that they have to take IRA money out and pay taxes on it. Well, when you reach age 70 and a half, you must take distributions, as you know. And so what if they don't need the money? And Believe it or not, there are some people that just don't need the money. Mm -hmm. So what you can do in that case is you can take out your IRA distribution, set aside the amount of money you're going to have to pay for income taxes on that, and take the balance of the money and put it into a life insurance premium payment. And now you have leveraged greatly the value of that money that you don't need to live on, and you can buy a much larger asset to benefit your family. Life insurance is always about leveraging as well, isn't mm-hmm. it, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's what we have uh, advised a, a bunch of people to do, and it, they've really been happy with uh, that advice. Uh, if they don't want to take that distribution, they're able to do something even more powerful with it uh, in most cases. Um, and, and to go back just one point, please take your minimum distribution – uh, if you're 70 and a half or older, uh, we have seen some people who don't want to take the money or they don't know how to take the money, um, and, they ha- and they're 73 or 74 now. <clears throat> That's really not a smart thing to do because now you're going to be paying uh, penalties on your distributions that you must take in the first place. So uh, if you're coming up to uh, 70 and a half and you have uh, uh, an IRA and you are looking at taking out RMDs sometime sooner, or if you're already 71, 72. RMD is what? A required minimum distribution, which is, it's required. You have to, at age 70 and a half, begin taking distributions. Please just give us a call. Even if you don't come in, just let us uh, help you. Make sure that you take that so you don't get penalized uh, in any way. You know, um, Phil, in today's economic environment, it's always important to look to see what are your assets, um, is it a good time to refinance your mortgage, for example? Mm-hmm. And for some people, it still is a good time. Uh, we've referred several people in the last few weeks to oh, New Bedford Municipal Credit Union and St. Anne's Credit Union to talk to them about refinancing their mortgage. We can make recommendations. Um, if gas prices go up, which they have just gone up recently right. with a new 3% increase in the gas tax, um, should you get a more fuel-efficient car? If the stock market is volatile and you're concerned about it, should you spread your assets into something more safe and conservative? And same thing with your pension plan. If you have a pension plan or social security, you need to analyze those things periodically and say, is there anything I should do to make a change? Well, life insurance is like that as well. We see people all the time and we'll say, "Um, we'd like to look at your life insurance policy and your most recent statement. And if we see that there's a buildup in cash value there, and this is a 15-year-old policy or 20-year-old policy, 
we can almost always take that policy and do what's called a tax-free exchange. 1035 exchange. uh, Mm -hmm. Internal Revenue Code tax-free exchange and roll it into another policy and often have them no longer have to pay any insurance premiums and almost always increase the death benefit that they have. Yeah, we've done that a lot of uh, times, uh, quite a few times we've done that, and that's what I was speaking to at the beginning of the show. Maybe I wasn't very clear how I said it, but almost every single case, unless something really drastically has happened to your health, you can either have the policy fully paid up and you don't have to pay premiums any longer, uh, and or you can actually have an increased death benefit uh, and not pay any further premiums. So it, it really is, if you have a policy that's 15 years or older, life insurance is just so much cheaper now. Um, it's almost always a case where we can uh, do that for you. We've, we've taken people's policies sometimes and doubled them. We've taken $75,000 policy uh, for one gentleman in Freetown and doubled it to $150,000 death benefit. Wonderful. And then without having to pay any further premiums because the buildup in cash value essentially created a paid-up life insurance policy mm-hmm. at a higher amount. And as always, I mean, we're, we're throwing a lot of information at you, and I understand that. Um, and, and hopefully you're, you're understanding all this. Uh, but if not, give us a call. We're not just you know, uh, low pressure. We're no pressure. We just make recommendations. And if you decide to do something, great. If you don't, great. Um, but if you want to speak with us or if you want any information, we can certainly mail you some information that we have uh, at the office and brochures and, and whatnot, and you can read up on it further. But it's not your father's life insurance. It's just much more exciting, much different today. So here's some useful information, Phil. Seven in ten families with children under 18 would have great difficulty paying their bills if one of the primary wage earners died unexpectedly. Sure. 70%. And half of U.S. households uh, do not have enough life insurance to satisfy their needs. Right now, at least 58 million people said they don't have enough life insurance. And, and so yeah. they know it, but they're not doing anything about it. Um, I, I think it was like a year ago I read that 45% of all people who really need life insurance or need a larger amount of life insurance don't have it. So now it's up to 50 Um you know, and then there's really no excuse for it, uh, no reason for it. Uh, it's it's not only smart for you and your family, but again, in almost every situation, you're going to be earning more than in a CD or in a money market account. Well, it doesn't cost anything to review an insurance policy or to sit down and meet with me and meet with Peter. And you might be able to lower your premium cost. Uh, you might be able to eliminate paying premiums entirely. You might be able to gain more death benefit, and uh, you can help your family if you do those things. So give us a call. We'd be happy to sit down with you and look at your policies and look at your situation and uh, help you review it. There are a few other reasons why you might want to review it other than just the cost. If you've had changes in your marital status, um, we've seen situations where divorced spouses were still listed as the beneficiaries and somebody didn't look at it carefully. Maybe you bought a new home. Maybe you have more children than you had when you first took out life insurance. Maybe you had a job change. Uh, Maybe you're planning for college. All kinds of reasons. And if we review an older policy that you have and, you know, we don't see that there's a a real strong positive uh, reason for you to do anything, we'll tell you. We'll say, you know, 
don't worry about it. You're in good shape. Uh, continue doing what you're doing. Uh, but you know, you really should have anything like that reviewed uh, periodically because, as my father just said, life changes. You know, you might have uh, a new child that is not on the beneficiary form uh, when you took out this policy 10, 15 years ago. So just continually review uh, all of your financial uh, statements, especially beneficiary forms. There's a couple of the things that life insurance is very useful for. One is planning for retirement because to the extent that you are building up cash value inside the policy, especially if you start younger doing that, um, you can take the money out during retirement and take it as a policy loan and not pay income taxes. It's sometimes a very acceptable and better alternative than doing an IRA. Because an IRA, as you know, when you reach 70 and a half, you have to start taking money out and it's 100% taxable income. Mm If you started at an earlier age and put money aside into a life insurance policy and it's accumulating assets, the numbers can be staggering and it's 100% non-taxable income when it comes out. It's just not income. If, For example, if you had a 28 or 30-year-old person who started a life insurance policy and they don't even have to put a huge amount in. If they're putting in $1,000, $2,000 a year and only did that for 10 years, and stopped, maybe a little bit more, maybe $2,000 a year, and did it for 10 years, and they stopped making any further premium payments and just let that compound and accumulate, when they reach retirement age, say 65, they're going to be able to pull out thirty dollars or $40,000 a year for the rest of their life, and it won't be income to them. Wow. It can be a great retirement account. You know, people don't have pensions today. This is a good Sure. option for them. You betcha. One other thing to mention, and this may or may not uh, be uh, of interest to uh, you listening, but if, if you took out a life insurance policy, not a term policy, but a whole life, uh, universal life type policy, uh, back in the 80s, and this just uh, came to came to me, uh, about a month or two ago, we had uh, clients call up because they took out a policy back in the 80s that they only funded for uh, five years or so. This was before the the, the seven-year pay uh, tax requirements. Um, in any event, they paid for about five years, and then it was supposed to be, according to projections in the 80s, a paid-up policy, and they no longer had to pay any longer. Uh, they did not receive statements from this uh, other insurance company until the money ran out. And the money ran out uh, at the beginning of the year, and they were told that they had to pay X amount of dollars to now continue the policy. And they thought, well, my agent told us back in the 80s that you know we only had to pay for five years, and then what we paid in, the interest on that would continue paying for the policy for the rest of our lives, basically. Well, in the 80s, the interest rates were projected at you know 12%, 14%, something ridiculous like that because it was a crazy time. So if you if you did take out a policy back then, uh, and, and these clients were given zero warning, they were all of a sudden just basically handed a bill in the mail that said, you have to now pay X amount of dollars to continue this policy. And they said, we can't afford this now. Uh, and I basically did quite a bit of background research into the policy and explained everything to them and said that, you know, unfortunately, what this agent did wasn't trying to be uh, deceitful. Uh, it was just a crazy time with very high interest rates. So I basically, after several conversations, just recommended that uh, unless they really felt that they needed to uh, continue this policy, that they just stop paying it. 
mm-hmm. uh, because the, the 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 bill was for such a large amount. And had they been given a couple years' notice at least that the the money was starting to uh, not fund the policy anymore or might be in the future, they could have put aside a you know couple hundred dollars a year or something instead well, of all of a sudden getting this large bill. You know, Pete, all that highlights the reason for doing periodic reviews and looking right. at your assets and looking at your insurance policies. And we don't charge any money to do that. I want to mention two other very quick things. There's so much we can talk about how you can use life insurance if you have a reasonable amount of money to really create a much larger legacy for your family or for a charity or a church, whatever it happens to be. If you have a large policy and other assets, you don't want to own the insurance policy in your own name. You want to have it owned by an irrevocable life insurance trust because although the death proceeds uh, payable to a beneficiary are not income, they will be included in your estate for estate tax purposes. And for Massachusetts purposes, if the assets are more than a million dollars, you've got a taxable estate. So if you had a million dollars worth of assets and a $200,000 life insurance policy, you have a $200,000 taxable estate. Mm -hmm. And you're going to waste money on taxes Instead, have that policy owned by an irrevocable life insurance trust, and it will not be an asset of your estate for estate tax purposes. Interesting. And then last thing I just want to mention is that um, whether you want to have life insurance to help children or grandchildren or even help grandchildren or children purchase a policy, instead of just gifting money to your kids, if you are in a position to do that, don't give them the money. Give it to them in the form of setting up a life insurance policy because mm-hmm. they'll have cash value they're accumulating. They'll have a death benefit for their family if something should happen to them. Whether it's a divorce or a date or uh, a death or a remarriage, um, it, it makes much more sense to put it inside of a life insurance policy for them uh, than to just have them take the tax hit and also just go ahead and uh, possibly spend that money instead of uh, using it for their future college funding or retirement. Yep. So there are lots of interesting things. We want to make sure your beneficiaries are correctly named, that you can find that you have contingent beneficiaries. And, you know, we really thank you for uh, hanging in and listening to us today on this very important subject. If you want to see Peter or or see me, uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'd be happy to send you uh, information about insurance trusts or life insurance in general and we're always happy to do a review of your own financial situation Boy, <laughs> there's a lot more we could say phil but you know time runs on and uh, we don't so get some life insurance <laughs> very interesting and important information thank you so much for sharing this with us And uh, we look forward to joining you each and every Sunday at this time between 8 and 9 o'clock right here on WBSM for the Money Wise Radio Show with your protectors, the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance of USA Wealth Group. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day, Phil. You as well. And thank you, folks. See you next week.